What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Mike here. Just wanted to take a quick second to say thank you very much for listening to the Crundle Mania podcast. If you would like to sponsor us, reach out to us on Twitter or on Instagram at Crundle Mania. Cheers and stay baked. It's time for the Crundle Mania podcast with Mike, Spencer, and Ace. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, ghouls and goblins across the world, uh, welcome to another episode of the Crundle Mania podcast with your three hosts. He had his first day back at work. He's a worked boy. Give it up for Spencer. A worked boy is correct. My back no longer works. Well, it works fine, but it's just sore. Uh, yeah, I was back at uh, my construction job I did last summer. And it was a decent day. And over in... Okay, he's still going on. Continue. I said only eight hours. That was it. Only eight hours. And over in... Redacted. Toba. He just had a Mars bar edible. He's feeling good. He was live tweeting with you on Twitter tonight. It's your boy, Mike. What's going on over there? Yo, yo, yo. Pretty sure I've always only ever said Manitoba and not the city, but... uh... Cats out of the bag, I guess. And feeling good, yeah. I'll just, okay. I'll censor it. I'll censor it. <laughs> it's just going to say redacted. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm feeling fine, man. I'm feeling good. Well, I'm feeling fine as fine can be in relative terms, and I'm ready to chat about tonight's subpar episode of Raw and maybe talk about uh, how things are going for you guys a little bit otherwise, too, and show the people a little bit about uh, what it's like being a maniac. Yeah, I'm Ace Bondaloo, and I sliced my knee open today while going for a bike ride. That's what's up with me. That was my experience today. Watched a little bit of Monday Night Raw. It was taxing on the front <laughs> eyes. Um, Spencer, I've been uh, not playing Grand Theft Auto Online with him as much because your boy Ace Bondaloo got into Persona 5, you guys. It's a game I've been playing. Persona 5 Royale, I should clarify, I did spend the full 80. Heard it here first. Boys playing top shelf. <laughs> Do you guys know what that game is? I've never heard of it before. I, that's because I'm not a gamer. I had heard of it, but I'd never played it. I'd only heard of, heard of it in like those uh, online YouTube list, list videos that aren't that great. All right, well... It's super addictive because it's one of those games where it's like you have to play the next day. Oh, you'll just play one more day. It's like a life cycle game. And essentially, you're this Japanese high school student who uh, has the power to go into another world and mess with people's hearts with his buddies. And they wear these masks called personas, and each mask has a different monster associated with it. And because of its Japanese origins, the art style is very unique. You get some weird stuff, but you get some very cool-looking stuff as well, so... At one point, it'll be like a flying devil baby with a big stinger penis. And then the next, you'll get this awesome, badass lion tiger creature. There's actually a, a pile of mud that looks like a penis. That's one of the personas in the game. It's like the worst persona. <laughs> and uh, you're a high school student, you know, and you're just having a good time. That's what I've been playing. What do you guys think of that? That actually sounds pretty cool, honestly. The fighting's like Pokemon. It's sweet. Sounds I'd give it a try, yeah, for sure. 
you can merge personas and it's a lot of just pressing X. It's a lot of text-based reading, but like when you actually start to play, it's fun. There's like dungeon stuff and puzzle solving. It's a good time. That sounds badass, man. I think uh, I'll definitely look into it after this. I, uh, I don't know, man. Happy you're enjoying it too. Nice way to pass the time. It's bad. I've been playing it a lot. Uh, Spencer, what have you been mashing over there when you weren't working, when you weren't a working boy? Uh, uh, GTA Online. A lot of that. I'm super disappointed because last night I saved up uh, this weapons cache for like several, like almost a week, I think. I'm not sure exactly how long it took, but it took a long time. Um, in order to make a lot of money, it was like $500,000 that I could have made. But then I got greedy and decided to go for the big sale and try to make like 750 And it, the game gave me 15 minutes to drive four vehicles all the way across the, this huge-ass map, and I didn't make it at all. So I'm like, okay, well, he's Bondaloo. you got to help me with these things next time. But he's playing he's Persona, Persona 5, 5. so he's, in. <laughs> he's, he's um, all about it, so it's okay. Yeah, Mike, what's going on over there? What, what, what's your boy up to? Uh, well, I was happy to see that in the mail today, my newest addition to the Fig family came in, uh, Luke Harper. I uh, purchased it and it only took like a couple days to, to, to ship it from Amazon. So shout out to Amazon for the quick delivery. Although I know that their CEO has been a bit of a dick during the pandemic, I heard. So maybe I don't want to give them too much praise. But I had a gift card for there, so I wanted to use it. And uh, that's what I did. And so, yeah, I've been uh, just mainly passing the time by coming out with some more stories for the amateur football website that I run and uh oh fuck let's cut that out. I don't want people knowing what I do outside of this that could turn into something sketchy but anyway yeah feeling fine feeling good we'll change it to say amateur porn site please don't <laughs> <laughs> just cut it up please just cut it at the figure part uh how are you feeling about that figure uh I mean it's actually pretty cool man like it's got the real sweat from like the shirt that Luke Harper, Jonathan Huber, if you want to talk about the guy's real name, uh, used to wear in the dub dub E. And uh, yeah, a big time fake edition coming soon. Very excited for this one. Viscera. Yes. With the hardcore championship. Man, you're going to play the theme when it arrives, aren't you? <laughs> no, dude. You love that theme. I don't like it very much, man. I just don't know. It's because it's, <laughs> it's haunting you. It's haunting you because it's so intoxicating. You don't know what it is. The only thing haunting anyone is Ace Bondaloo. <laughs> it's a haunting, intoxicating theme. I've never been so intoxicated by music before. Until different I strokes. heard the Viscera theme. Different strokes for different folks. <laughs> Big Vis, baby. He looks good as that figure. Um, I wanted to tell a story about... I think I told this to you guys the other day. It was like 3, 4, 5 a.m. here. Because you know the world's crazy right now. So I can't sleep sometimes. But it was like a week weekend night. It was like a Saturday night. I think I woke up around like 3, 4, 5 a.m. So I was like, oh, I'll just crush out a quick quick crumble and uh, go back to bed. So I'm emptying it out, the bowl, and it's a silicon bong, and it's the bowl slips out of the bong and falls, and that thing is gone. I'm, I, I can't use my silicon bong anymore. It's done. Oh, shit. Dude, I'm so sorry to hear that, man. You didn't buy it too long ago, even. Oh, I could buy a bowl. On, I don't know where I could get one. If anyone knows, tweet at Crumblemania. <laughs> where where did it fall? Out on the street somewhere at 4 a.m. Oh. And I wasn't going to go look for it. <laughs> on the street. I don't even know where it bounced. You know how small, the, you know how small it is? You know how small it is? 
Yes, I know exactly how small it is. I thought you meant it like fell somewhere like on the balcony. You just couldn't find it or reach it. Same. No, it fell, it fell on the street. Oh, mate. that's it's so gone. Much funnier. Holy, it's boy. over. It's gone. It's gone what? forever. So there you go. It doesn't just happen. It's not just Mike taking. 133 milligram clear shots on this podcast. <laughs> Ace Bondaloo's getting up to some tomfoolery as well. Also, Bondaloo, I've told you multiple times where to get a new stem. You know that, right? No, I, I need mean, a bowl. Or a bowl. Same thing. You just need the bowl. But you know, there's like so many places. You order that in for me, I'll pay you the $2. I, I don't need to order it. Yeah, but you know how. I don't know how. I don't have. I don't know what I asked about that the other day, and the people at the store looked at me like, "Get the fuck out of here!" What did you just say to me, you piece of shit? <laughs> I make the orders here, Take not a... you, dude. I don't know if they said it like that. Are, are you that's sure what it being... That's what it sounded like. And uh, <laughs> Mr. There was flames behind them, and they had a deep voice. They had a demonic voice when they did it too. They were like, "You challenge me. Tell me what to order." At my store. All right, Ace. If you take a picture of that, uh, of like the bong and where the bowl came out of, I will look into it for you. I mean, where it came out? It came out of the stem. Show. Just take a picture of it. The empty bong. Okay. I need to know what it looks like in order to help you. I don't know what it looks like. Maybe I'll tweet it out to the Crundlemania listeners on our Twitter at Crundlemania. Just make sure I can um, see where it fell out of. Housekeeping. Housekeeping, Spencer. Housekeeping, oh, shit, Spencer. I forgot. You and I haven't done our punishment matches yet, dude. Hi, I got to watch God. Becky Lynch versus Natalia. Uh, what did you say? Like Survivor Series 2019? SummerSlam. I wonder if that's on the free WWE Network. I just looked, and they have very limited pay-per-view selections, so... Well, that's why it's free. <laughs> I wonder if I'll be able to watch that match. Uh, Spencer's going to need to log on to Mike's WWE account to watch his, the Kennel from Hell match. I think it might be on YouTube, to be honest with you. you t- I think you said it was when you picked it or something. You, you said it was like on uh, Daily Motion, I think you said. Yeah, it's on Daily Motion, if not for anything else. If you can't find it or if it's not on there because I'm a fucking idiot, let me know and I'll just give you my login from, for the network. All right, we'll do. Kennel from Hell match. Yeah, I got to remember that. I, I will try to do that this weekend. All so, right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. So uh, do you want to get into SmackDown? Because we got a pre-recorded SmackDown recap, which is real nice, baby. That's real mm-hmm. nice. That saved us some time tonight on our sleep schedule because Mike has a pre-recorded Crun thoughts with the kids mini episode almost. It was it was just hot thoughts coming right out right out of SmackDown. Break what 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 are we setting up here, Mike? Oh, okay. First of all, uh, Ace Bond Lulu, I want to just make sure that we don't. Um, I, I think we're setting a bit too high of a precedent here. Okay, there wasn't too many Crun thoughts. It was mainly just a recap. I don't want the folks at home thinking I was flying off with hot takes. It was more so just like quick breakdown, but. Um, I thought the show was was pretty good, and you can hear my thoughts. Yeah, nothing too crazy, but quick recap and some social media shout-outs, you know. I was just feeling like doing something on that Friday, you know. It's a quarantine down here, and – well, there is – it's not a quarantine down here. I'm just encouraged to, like, be a little bit smarter with your uh, interactions. Hi. So I've been, been staying inside a lot, and, uh, yeah, 
where am I going with this? I completely lost track of my thought. You're just telling us why you, you just recorded it because you're saving us time because Spencer had his first day back at work today. We weren't sure how much time we'd have to recap. So Mike, right. luckily, we pre-recorded go. this Friday Night SmackDown recap. Are you guys ready to hear it? We're going to press play, and then we're going to give our thoughts on SmackDown. Are you ready? Let's do it. Okay, here's Mike's SmackDown rundown. It is your boy Mike here in the mean streets of Manitoba for a Friday night edition of the podcast, episode three of Crud Thoughts with the Kid, let's call it. It's basically just going to be me talking about what happened on SmackDown. I don't necessarily want to recap it all because I know that uh, myself and the other two insiders, Ace Bondaloo and Spencer, are all going to be reviewing SmackDown a little bit again on Monday along with Raw. So this is just going to be a shorter, quicker version of my thoughts because, well, I'm baked and I just decided to hop on the pod because it's the weekend and I feel like it. So, yeah, right off the hop, SmackDown in general, great brand right now. My favorite wrestling brand in the WWE at the moment because they've done a great job. Shout out Bruce Pritchard, by the way, doing a great job of mixing sports entertainment style WWE with kind of the Jeff Hardy Sheamus feud and storyline, which I'll get into a little bit here. And then also mixing that too with more of the just physical and straight up, you know, wrestling that SmackDown is known for. It's known to be the work rate show and it's got that as well going for it with guys like Daniel Bryan on the brand as well. Cesaro, Shinsuke, Chad Gable, tons of guys. So yeah, I mean, I just really like the blend and the women's division just loaded on SmackDown. But anyway, let's get into it. So uh, the first sort of, the first half hour of the show was dedicated to the Intercontinental Title Tournament. At the beginning of the show, Elias is ran over by a car that we learn is licensed to Jeff Hardy, who we later see, it, it, it is insinuated by the company that Jeff is driving under the influence. So... Anyone that knows about Jeff Hardy knows his past history with that. And when I first saw that, I jumped the gun immediately and was like kind of criticizing uh, SmackDown for, or Pritchard and them for doing that, you know, for doing a uh, DUI angle with Jeff Hardy. Plus it's been done before and I think it's kind of lazy to do something with that booking. But as we'll get into a little bit more, there is a reason why they've gone this direction and we'll see how it plays out. It could be interesting. But anyway, nonetheless, Jeff and Elias are under the tournament. Sheamus wins a battle royal. He last eliminates Jay Uso. Great final sequence between the two of them, actually. And he advances to face Daniel Bryan in the main event to determine who goes to the finals to face AJ Styles, who somehow got a bye. I don't like the fact that he was just able to tell the whoever, I can't remember the guy's name who was doing the intro segment as like the GM, but um, AJ basically just asked for a bye to the final and got it, which I think is kind of stupid. I think he should have had to still fight somebody. But anyway, whatever. So we'll hear what the guys think about that on Monday as well. 
but Seamus won that portion, and then we move on to the next uh, segment. And we also had a little bit with Chad Gable and Cesaro and Shinsuke in that battle royal. It set up a match for later because uh, they cost uh, uh, Cesaro cost Gable the opportunity to win. Uh, he would he had been eliminated and threw him on after, so they had a great match later. After that, we had, uh, I'm all over the place here. I'm geeked. Next up, we had the, uh, what did we do after this? Holy crap. Um, oh, quickly, I want to shout out Death to Deuce because uh, he predicted right away that the beginning segment with the DUI angle was going to be linked to Sheamus. So shout out to him. He's always been a day one Crendel maniac. Next, we had a Forgotten Sons promo. I'm not going to talk about that, really. Sonia Deville wrestled against uh, Lacey Evans. Really good match. Went to a double countout. I think that they're going to go forward with that program, which I like. I'm a huge fan of Lacey Evans. Has a face more so just because of her marine background. It makes more sense that way. And Sonya's a future champion. She's tremendous as a heel. Uh, loved that. And really liked the direction of the women's division right now in all facets. Uh, because next we go to uh, the women's tag title segment with Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. And they have Bailey and Sasha on the show. And essentially it leads to a match between Sasha and Nikki Cross. No, sorry, it was Sasha and uh, Alexa. And Nikki and Bailey were on commentary. I muted this part because I cannot stand uh, hearing like Bailey bicker with Michael Cole. I just don't like when the heels argue with the announcer. It gets on my nerves. It distracts me from the match. And I'm a guy that likes the actual in-ring product. Uh, aside from kind of the shenanigans going on. So I muted it. It was a really good match. Kind of physical. A lot of, a lot of knees. A lot of kicks. Uh, solid stuff. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, it was a victory. Uh, there was interference going on so, there. So it looks like probably backlash. Maybe we'll get the tag titles on the line. Bliss and Cross versus Bailey and Sasha. Former champs. And they're moving that way. I guess they're keeping this lines with Bailey and Sasha going probably till... SummerSlam would have to think that that's more they might split it up but uh, we also have our sources who tell my sources tell me that uh, they might be keeping Sasha and Bailey going with their program as sort of buddy buddy all the way past SummerSlam which is too long in my opinion this thing feels like it's been going on forever uh, and I would really like to see Sasha take the women's title off Bailey uh, and have a program between the two of them that could go on for a while so I'm just getting to get there I, I guess that's maybe more just me being impatient after that, we had Cesaro and Gable in the match based on the storyline I talked about earlier. It was kind of a short match, but very solid, good technical work by both men. Uh, it was a victory for Gable with a roll-up, and I'm hoping that they continue this on. Cesaro's kind of the gatekeeper on SmackDown is when people kind of either come back and try to re-debut or they are debuting in general. He's kind of one of the guys that uh, is responsible for getting that person over. So uh, I like that those two are paired together. And plus, I love Gable. He's a great amateur wrestler and so passionate about the business. And then we had Kurt. This is probably the most important part. We're going to talk about this a lot on Monday. But Kurt Angle introduces Matt Riddle. He'll be on the uh, SmackDown brand maybe as early as next week. Unbelievable. Very excited for that. They had a small video package for the super kick of bros. And all three of us are super pumped about it. We think he's going to face Kim Corbin first. Uh, it could be Cesaro too. You never know. Uh, but one way or the other, Matt Riddle, the sky's the limit. Just don't do with him what you did with Shinsuke, please. Uh, I'll be very sad about that. But still pumped to see where it goes with Matt Riddle. And he's a guy that doesn't need a title. He's just entertaining in whatever feud he's in in general. So that's what I love about that. Then we have Mandy Rose and Otis doing some pretty funny, uh, I don't even know what to call this. It was like a weird sexual fantasy thing that turned into just like uh, two of them making out in the pool. It was, it was classic WWE on that one. It was pretty hilarious. Um, a little over the top, but uh, incredibly funny. And everything with Otis is funny. So would definitely recommend checking that out if you haven't seen it. Just watch it on YouTube if you're baked and you'll laugh. It'll be super funny. You'll enjoy it. 
I like the little thing to do with Seamus and Michael Cole to uh, bickering back and forth, which sort of unintentionally leads me to Seamus versus Daniel Bryan in the main event of SmackDown. And this was a really good match. I like both of these, both of these two a lot. There's tons of history there because Seamus beat D. Bryan in 18 seconds at the one WrestleMania, I can't remember the year, which sort of was the culmination for the start of the Yes movement uh, as Bryan went from the no, no, no chance to yes, 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 from yes, 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 uh, team hell no to uh, a solo act. Uh, and so there was a ton of history there between them. They had a great match. Sheamus is super physical, probably the most physical guy in the company, arguably. And D. Bry, so technical and just great with everyone in the ring. Two vets. Awesome match. But the, uh, this match finishes with Jeff Hardy coming back out, interfering, costs Sheamus the win. D. Bry moves on. And that's how we, uh, has, that's how we close. So it's going to be Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles in two weeks. And the winner of that match, and that's on SmackDown, and the winner of that match is the new Intercontinental champion i think aj's gonna it's hard to say d bry gave a pretty impassioned promo on smackdown i'm going with d bry for the match uh but anyways uh back to uh the sheamus and jeff hardy situation so what's weird about that just a little bit is the fact that in story like i know that like this is wwe so this is not my opinion okay my personal opinion of this i'll just say it right now like i thought i found this whole thing really uh you know engaging with sheamus and jeff hardy just because jeff hardy's push excuse me sheamus is pushing him to that limit where you know he's I'm assuming going to cause Jeff Hardy to just go over the top and um, they're going to have some crazy match, uh, maybe like a false count anywhere match or something, and it'll be super entertaining. Uh, but there are people upset about them using this DUI situation. And uh, the other thing that people are upset about is the fact that in storyline, a guy that theoretically, because they haven't really explained yet the Jeff Hardy like there was, there was a release that was sent out by Pro Wrestling Sheet, uh, which details that Jeff Hardy was sober. Uh, so that's come out. So now it could be confirmed. But at the time, while watching SmackDown, there was no reason for us to believe that Jeff Hardy wasn't still you know, arrested for a DUI. So why was he allowed to just freely come back into the arena and and attack Jeff or and come in at Sheamus like that. That doesn't make any sense. And the fans, why are the, the NXT planted fans, like why are they cheering for Jeff Hardy when theoretically he just got a DUI? And was arrested so like there wasn't an explanation of that at the time now it's fine and anyone with kind of like you know rational logic and thinking could figure out that this is the direction they were going but at the time it was a little bit confusing nonetheless uh i'm hoping that this leads to a yeah like i said a really really um sort of crazy match between the two like a, a match where they can just sort of go nuts and brawl and stuff like that um and Hopefully it leads to a bigger push for Jeff Hardy too, but I also like Sheamus. This is a win-win situation. I also want to remind people that I took a clear shot about an hour and a half ago, uh, maybe an hour 45, and I said I would give an update on that. Here's the update. I'm feeling pretty much okay, honestly. Not too bad. I took just one teaspoon, teaspoon, tablespoon, just one tablespoon, I think, uh, instead of two, which I took last time. Two was a bad idea. Wouldn't recommend that. But I took just one and feeling pretty much all right. Nonetheless, that's uh, the review of SmackDown for you. I uh, hope you liked that. And I just want to give some quick social media shout-outs to as well here from the show. I actually had a lot of solid interaction with people, so appreciate all that. So just going to basically start from the bottom and go up back up and try to mention everybody that uh, got involved with discussion tonight uh, on the for the show. So I started off getting... Um, a little annoyed about the fact that SmackDown looked like a news channel setting. They're interview like Braun Strowman was interviewed for that, uh, the DUI segment stuff, and it was kind of strange. Um, Madrina Crystal answered, "Not cool, not cool at all." I was kind of in agreement on that. Yeah, it was just kind of strange, uh, and um, yeah, a little bit of an interest. But I, it was an interesting way to start SmackDown. I don't know if I necessarily liked it or not. I'll say it was different. 
was different, and so that was fine. Michael, uh, Holt underscore Michael, that's a day one Crundle maniac right there, always interacts with us, and if we miss stuff, he makes sure to, to tweet at us and sort of let us know what happened, and he tweeted, Seamus wins the Battle Royale, but that DUI angle on Jeff Hardy was uncalled for. Shame on you, WWE. I agree with you a little bit, Michael Holt, uh, but just uh, as it played out, it made more sense. So uh, I, I, I can't say that I hate the angle right now. And again, shout out Death to Deuce, who was the first one to point out that it was probably Seamus perpetrating the situation with the DUI. And so he had a couple of tweets to us. Uh, he, right away, he said, I'm thinking it's because Seamus is the one who caused the crash. And I was like, okay, yeah, for sure. And then he responded again when we were talking and said, that's why my immediate thought was Seamus has been hellbent on Jeff being a failure. And Jeff has been saying he needs the IC title to redeem himself. So there's a little bit of uh, a sewn-in story there with the championship and just what they've been doing on SmackDown prior to. So Depth to Deuce, uh, great, uh, great insight there. And I uh, also want to comment on something else he said a little bit later uh, as well. So a lot of interaction as well here from, uh, I apologize if I'm saying this, uh, this uh, Twitter handle wrong, at Atelhang uh, Minisi. Uh, also had a lot of solid interaction with, uh, with uh, yeah, Atelhang. Uh, and one of the things that uh, he said was, uh, what if Ali is behind uh, what happened with the DUI? And I, I said, that'd be nuts. And they're like, anything is possible. So I agree, anything is possible. I also asked people uh, if anyone cares about Ali being the hacker and where they wanted to go. Uh, Just James 86 shout out, uh, gave us a tweet saying, kind of weird that both WWE and Impact are running hacker angles, yet we know it's Sammy on Impact. I feel like WWE took too long on the reveal and execution on this. It'll be revealed and quickly forgotten about. And I also think it's gonna be quickly forgotten about. So yeah, I definitely agree with that. Uh, we also had the smart button reminding us you can get your smart uh, buttons that, uh, you know, with chance. Uh, one, there was a one you can have that says shorty G, just click the button. It's kind of funny. Uh, that's a product placement there. If you want to get involved with partnership, uh, smart button, uh, DM us and uh, maybe we can work something out. Also had uh, interaction here from original bro with a zero. Uh, with the uh, gif of Matt Riddle after we said, uh, hey, Kurt Angle introduced the Super King of Bros. Look out, SmackDown roster. The future is here. Definitely agree. Very excited for, to have Matt Riddle on the show. Uh, and then uh, another question asked who uh, people would want Matt Riddle to feed with on SmackDown first. Uh, and at Jamie Morgan 5984 who's been uh, another solid follower of ours. A lot of interaction over the last number of shows. Thanks for, thanks for that. We always appreciate it. It's nice getting to know you. Uh, and she said maybe Seamus. He does not the, not, doesn't like the attention of other people. And that's a great point too there, uh, Jamie Ann. And uh, maybe that could happen too. Might be the first feud. Could be down the line. Uh, back to death to Deuce and... Uh, uh, just wanted to uh, give him a shout out again because uh, later on he joked um, uh, that he is technically just a, he, that he's kind of joined being an insider with one of us as well. Uh, there was a, a tweet. I can't, my goodness gracious, I should have looked at this stuff before. Oh, here we go. Um, so I gave, again, was going to make sure to give you a shout out on the pod. And you basically, you tweeted and said, I'm basically a member at this point, LOL. And yeah, I mean, you're a day one chrono maniac and always appreciate all the interactions. Lots of fun. You got great knowledge on the, on the wrestling industry and 
sort of the direction things are going with feuds and storylines. So yeah, I always like chatting with you. Uh, thanks again to everybody that uh, interacts with us, by the way. Uh, that's going to be all for the show. Uh, I'm pretty sure that I didn't take a single breath during this 14 minutes and 45 seconds. Uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Just uh, didn't stop talking the whole time. Hopefully people like that. If not, uh, it's not something I'm probably going to do again. Just was bored on Friday and figured, fuck it, let's do this. Um, so yeah, thanks again, everybody, for listening. And uh, you probably won't hear me do one of these again. So uh, enjoy it. That was Mike's SmackDown review. And uh, if you heard, like I did earlier in the pod, crack open up here now. We're about to just, we're just about to, you know, dip in our, dip in our toes into the little insider rundown reviews. I'm crunned right now, ladies and gentlemen. Ace Bondaloo is crunned. Just crunned. Love it. You're, what you're did you guys mind? think of SmackDown? What were your what were your thoughts? I thought it was weird um, that Sheamus uh, was back in the Intercontinental Championship tournament again. That was just odd. That was strange to me. That was strange booking. It was weird to me that they had just Kurt Angle show up on screen to announce Matt Riddle. I mean, I I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. Like, I get it. You got no crowd, so at least they're really building him up, I guess. Giving him a little pre-match, pre-show vignette. What do you think? Me or Mike? Because who should go last in this scenario? I don't really know. I, I actually know Mike should go last because he's got real takes on it. Um, I'll just say I didn't see SmackDown on Friday. Um, oh, on... yeah, here comes the big brag from Spence. <laughs> The big brag. It's great. No, it's not really even a brag. I just, um, I had a date. I'll say that. It was wonderful. Um, it was but, a good uh, date. It was a good date. But the mistake was. Uh, what was her letter? What was her name? Actually, don't talk, don't talk about her. Because then she asked me to talk about her. I'm not going to talk about her at all. Um, I'm just going to say that when we were planning this stuff, I was like, okay, I picked kind of the restaurant. And the day that we were both free, um, so I was like, you got to pick the time, just like any time of day, whatever. And so she goes, six. And I was just like, cool, done, deal, see you there. And it was two he hours didn't care. later. He was horny, right? Yeah, exactly. Two hours later, I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> six is SmackDown. Oh, well, I am certainly not texting her and changing the date, the time of that for wrestling. Sorry, wrestling. So He I wrote me, he texted me and hoping I have a little smackdown on my own tonight. <laughs> my man. <laughs> Ooh, the sl- slander and lies. That's all I'm going to say. Hey, man. <laughs> Did you have a little smackdown or no? No, I didn't because she works as a nurse. Right and on. She didn't want to be exposed. And I was like, and I didn't want to either. And I was like, we're going to keep this cash. As you will. Anyway, so Spencer's keeping a cash. Mike, what did you think of SmackDown? <laughs> um, <laughs> and how do you feel about Spencer keeping a cash? Are you all right over there? Ace Bundle. <laughs> I just want to know what you think. Uh, well, okay. I, I gave most of my thoughts on the on the 15 minutes of banter that we just Okay, well, the comment well, on Spencer being cash. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to say anything. I don't know. Just the Sheamus situation, I agree with you, Ace. I think that because he's already been like he was already in the tournament, I don't think he should have been given another chance, even though because some of those other guys that were in there also, uh, not also, but didn't even get a first opportunity. So I thought that was pretty bunk, but I get why they did it because they were just trying to further the Sheamus and Jeff storyline. 
Um, well, but yeah, it was lazy. I have, a, it was I have lazy another. I have another crun thought for you guys. Are you taking my so, trademark? No, Shorty G did beat Cesaro, right? But yeah. Doesn't Shorty yeah. G kind of look like a bit of a chump right now when we look at Raw? He was like, hey, Apollo, help me take on Sheamus. He's just a big bully. And Apollo was like, you know what? You're actually a piece of shit. Go screw yourself. I'm going to Raw. Wins the U.S. title. Uh, I didn't really think of it like that, but... And now Shorty G's just like, well, I, I beat Cesaro. <laughs> I see I'm just saying, saying, that story just got dumped, man. Yeah, poor guy. I, I feel bad for Chad Gable. I refuse to call him Shorty G. It's not going to happen. It is a pretty bad name. That is, that is for sure. Well, then you want to break down Monday Night Raw, Spencer? Do you want to hop into the Raw... Crundown Rundown. Ooh. I was Crundown Rundown. Ooh, that's a new segment. Up in front of me. Um. Mania, Raw, Review. Raw started off with the Monday Night Messiah segment. Um, I did watch that. That was, uh, I got home in time for that, which was lucky. Um, but it was, I kind of like it. I, I He's hammy. Um, I mean, his stable I got, can work, but I know you both have thoughts on it, and I'm going to get let you get to them in a sec. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to say that it was kind of weird. That he came out to kind of celebrate Rey Mysterio's retirement, and then he ended up in a match with Aleister Black. And yeah, anyway, uh, anyway, you guys take your take it away on the Monday Night Messiah. Oh, all I wanted to say was I watched Raw on mute because I had to because of my situation. So when I tweeted out about it, I didn't have anything to add, so I just put a Snapchat filter on Seth Rollins' face and called him Seth. Or broccoli, Seth. I and, saw that. Uh, it didn't take off at all. No one enjoyed it whatsoever. So I just want to apologize for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. On. I I just couldn't. I couldn't comment really on it. So, um, all right. Um, that's just the way it is. Things will never. You know, Mike. What did you think? I love sound on. I loved, uh, I loved the match between Seth and uh, uh, Alistair. Uh, that was a phenomenal match, one of the better TV matches I've seen on Raw in a while. Um, I, in terms of the Monday Night Messiah, so me and you, Ace, had a bit of a back and forth on our group messenger earlier on, and I think you're getting a little confused, I think, with what I was trying to say. Like, over a group chat, I was trying to explain that I, I prefer Mr. Brody in terms of his charisma overall. Just him. Him but versus Seth Rollins. I'm going to take... I don't think he wins Mr. at all. Brody. Pardon me? I don't think he wins at all, Mike. I don't think that's close. What, what do you mean? No, you think Seth is more charismatic than uh, Mr. Brody? Hands down. Yes, sir. I mean, I could see the argument. Like, I, I just... Some of the like, different... Man, this opinions. is a guy who had millions of people chanting his name, like, to take down Brock Lesnar. 
think about how like and like we've always just, like remember when he he's just been so over and so at the top for so many like parts of his career. I just don't see how you see that. I hear what you're saying. Um, I hear what you're saying. But first of all, if you're going to use Brock as an example, anybody versus Brock, they would have cheered. Anybody. They just didn't want Brock on top. It doesn't matter who it was. Seth wins they the title. They did not cheer Roman. <laughs> Actually, they did at times until he was old, like, until it got to the point where it was ridiculous. But it's not like they immediately hated him. Um, and Seth, they certainly hated after. Like, it didn't take long for the fans to turn on Seth because of the way his character was going. Spencer, what do you think? Deal. What do I think? Yes. Um, uh, you know, I, like, I tweeted it out so we can let the Crundle Maniacs decide. Okay. Um, I hope they give us clear insight on this matter. Uh, I, I, I bet like, we get like two votes. <laughs> two votes, Matt. Well, well, hold on. Well, well after Raw. I, uh, I asked, I, I put a poll out about Brody and Seth, uh, not this week, but the week before. Let me find it while you guys are talking. I'll give you the answers to it. Oakley Doakley. Um, I like Seth. I also like Brody Lee. Uh, I think you can like both. <laughs> That's my thought on it. Uh, why there's no reason that one cancels the other out. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I like uh, I like Seth uh, a lot in this role. I mean, I think, like I said before, his his stable needs a little work with this Austin Theory and uh, Murphy. I don't think uh, they're very impressive or fun or interesting and even the AOP wasn't very interesting or fun not that they're supposed to be fun but I don't know I don't I I just think I liked it when they first started but now they just always look like buffoons yeah yeah that's fair it's how how he lost to Alistair there like I was just like oh they let Humberto get the better of him Papui yeah Humberto Carrillo getting involved that Snorito I just find that's so odd. Okay, gentlemen, I have the 10 responses to the question of which cult leader do you prefer, Seth Rollins or Mr. Brody? The answers, at EJ11, none of the above. Wait, 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 but Mike, (laughs) this isn't even about the cult leader. We're just talking about most charismatic, like overall. Yeah, well, prefer. Which cult, like, do you prefer? It's not about their cult leaderisms, though. I'm not talking. I mean, like overall careers. Oh well, fuck, man. I mean, like that's that whole thing. I, I think you're gonna get more people to obviously say Seth because of his his past history and the fact that he's won the world championship four times, among other things. But I, man, I just I think I think that... you got the I think you got the, the the fan goggles on there, dude. I don't know, dude. I just it's want right to... now, though. I just want people to remember, okay? I, this is, I'm just going to leave it here. It's the last thing I have to say about this. I've been going on a little too long. Partially my fault. Uh, I agree with Spencer. Everyone is entitled to their own opinion. And, like, it's, it, you know, different strokes for different folks. 100p. Uh, but I just want to remind everybody how over Luke Harper was. And it went, how the crowd went nuts. I want to repeat that. They went nuts when he nearly won that battle royal to determine, I think it was a, either the world champion or the number one contender to the WWE title on SmackDown. And it was the draw, where it was Harper, and I think, again, he was facing AJ Styles. And when Harper, like, when the fans saw Harper won that, they went friggin' nuts. Like, nuts. This man was over, and the company just didn't use him properly. He's always had the charisma. He's always had it. Go look at his, any of his stuff on the indies. 
such as when he was in CZW. He had a really a lot of really good matches in uh, in that promotion. Um, but anyway, that's gonna be my rant for the day. Uh, that's your boy Mike's Monday musings. Uh, we can move on now. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, we then move on to Kevin Owens <coughs> versus Apollo Cruz in the U.S. title match. Dude, uh, skipped Angel Garza. He had no, a vignette. We're setting it up. No, he had a vignette before that. Okay, you guys have to, why do we always have to get every little aspect of this? Because Angel Garza is great. I just wanted to say that he came on, on the show. Also, they were hyping mm-hmm. Michaels, and Shawn Michaels had his bit. And that's it. They were hyping Michaels, and Shawn Michaels had his bit. Well, now I need to know what that is. What is that? Shawn Michaels had – they were hyping him because last week they had Ric Flair come on and talk about the Edge Orton. And Ric Flair said he thinks Randy Orton's going to win. So, of course, they had Are Shawn they Michaels. Are they asking them because they had the, the greatest match of all time, which was Ric Flair versus Shawn Michaels? Probably. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, – they asked them, and Shawn Michaels said Edge, so you kind of had to figure that that was going to happen. There you go. Um, Angel Garza was also fantastically charismatic, speaking of guys with charisma. What did you guys think? What do you guys think of the greatest wrestling match ever? Well, it's, calling it that? Yeah, I think it's because of that song, isn't it? Like, the theme song. Isn't for... that just amazing, though, that they have the guts to just say it to us? Like, I wonder if before the match... The announcer goes, ladies and gentlemen, the following is the greatest wrestling match ever. And then like, how do you deliver on that? Ed should just spear him in one, two, three, pin. <laughs> Amazing. I would be so happy. I'd love that. Anyways, so it was Apollo Crews and Kevin Owens. Mike, you had thoughts on Apollo Crews. I know you said you were done your Monday musings, but I want to hear them about Apollo Crews' promo against Kevin Owens. How was it? Ah, dude, it was terrible. <laughs> like, the script was bad. And the execution was bad. You know what? If I was to give tonight's Raw one theme, I'd say poor execution. I just feel like Seth's promo was a little poorly executed. Uh, I felt like the back, the shot of like Austin Theory and um, uh, the other dude, <laughs> Murphy, I thought the shot of their backs. Other dude. That, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that on my, my guy Murphy. I actually like him a lot. But that stupid camera cut they had of their backs, like watching the match was poorly executed. And I think yeah. this was poorly executed, the promo. It's just, it's just Apollo is like great in the ring. And it just, he doesn't seem like he's like coming off as himself on the mic. Not entirely his fault with the scripts he's given, but there are just some people that can do it and some that can't. And John Cena could do it. He could be given a script and turn it into, you know, whatever. Roman Reigns couldn't do it. Currently, Apollo struggling because the company just doesn't know how to book a baby face. They are so used to, like, it's easier to get over, don't get me wrong, because like, he has to do dumb shit. But, like, yeah, it's just, they're just so bad at booking baby faces. I mean, the only one that, really thriving right now well not the only one but the one that's thriving the most right now is is drew i would say but i don't know how much freedom he has compared to other guys like with what he's able to do um so anyways angel and andrade come out they tussle them up boom 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 tag match the thing the biggest takeaway from this tag match for me was that in the background they're still advertising the greatest wrestling match ever now For Backlash, while the matches are going on. I can't believe that. 
That, honestly, like this backlash card is probably gonna suck. Like it's probably not gonna be very good. Cruz and Owens get the pinfall. What did you guys think? I didn't really watch this match at all, but uh, it was weird. I mean, I don't know. Kevin Owens, he's fine, I guess. I don't have any problems with Kevin Owens, I, I suppose. But this did seem like Apollo Cruz's way to ha- to say he's beyond the previous uh, title holder. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I tweeted that I'd much rather see Kevin Owens hold the belt win the championship, pin Apollo tonight. I just, I don't know. I, I feel bad saying this, but I'm like, I'm already done with his title run, Apollo. I wanted Angel to be the one that takes it off Andrade. I wanted it to be Dominic Dijakovic debuting tonight and beating Apollo. Oops, that was not the same wavelength you were going with. My bad. I agree with you on Angel Garza. Everybody wants the lethal Lothario with the belt. Dude, I would have liked Dominic Dajakovic winning as well. That would have been sweet. That would have made me have a little more faith in him. I already feel like he's being set up to be Cesaro too. Yeah, That's me... the Crumblemania worry. Dominic Dajakovic, Cesaro too. If we're right on this, I don't know. Maybe we make shirts. I don't know. <laughs> make shirts that say Cesaro too? And it just sucks. But we have to we do it. <laughs> just the worst shirt ever. We go waste of potential. I'm sorry. I also just saw a screen grab of what's next to come. This is when we all just turned off for a definitive. It was the Street Profits versus the Viking Raiders in bowling. And guess what? They have bowling shirts on. I want to take. I want to take this opportunity. I just cut Spencer off like an asshole. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not going to continue with my statement. I wasn't saying. You just want to take the opportunity to not continue with your statement? What were you going to say? I thought I had rudely interrupted Spencer, so I was just going to let him finish. Maybe I'm, maybe I, I'm fucking caked right now. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> what I would say is I don't want to comment on this segment at all. I actually instead would like to take this opportunity to criticize and critique. Dominic Dijakovic. I have a message for Dominic Dijakovic on the podcast. Don't be an asshole, okay? I saw you tweet earlier today a picture of the United States Championship. I mean, there's no way he didn't hear the reports and the rumors that, like, you know, are swirling around his, his, his debut. Now, don't get me wrong. There was no specific date given for his debut on Raw, but it was heavily teased by him on his Twitter account when he put a picture of the U.S. title that he was going to be on tonight's show. And I don't like that. Don't be a dickhead, man. Don't tease something like that and then not come through with it. Because if you don't come through with it, instead we get a, uh, a half-decent match that ends in a, in a DQ between Kevin Owens and Apollo Crews. Like, I like Kevin Owens, but because I preferred to see Dijakovic in this spot, I was bummed out when it turned out to be Kevin Owens. And that's not supposed to happen. I'm a huge fan of Kevin Owens. He's one of my favorite wrestlers on the, on the Raw brand, so... Shame on you, Dominic Dijakovic, and uh, stop it with these stupid tag team games. Let's get some wrestling going on. This is a wrestling program. If I want to watch, like, and that was dumb comedy, I'll go turn to some other channel. I'm not going to watch some wrestling television. And I'm fired up tonight. I was just going to say, and that was our thoughts on the Street Profits versus the Viking Raiders and bowling. Uh, we'll move <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> It was Nikki Cross versus Billy Kay, which is very interesting. Mike, you said it was an awesome finisher. Yeah, dude. Billy Kay is a good wrestler, man. She's five foot eight, 
She's uh, got good size, man. She doesn't get single matches very often, man. She's 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 better. She's three years older than uh, Peyton Rice is. I'd say she's she's got like a pretty good handle on her character, and her in-ring work is, is pretty solid. I liked this match. And yeah, she had like a modified spine buster finish. It was pretty good. I was impressed. It was better than the big boot. But she does have a good big boot, too. I will say much. Right on, Spencer. I also like Billy Kane, Peyton Royce. You do too, right? Uh, yeah, I like them sometimes. I don't like when they're constantly shrieking, but uh, when they're wrestling and sometimes when they're doing promos, yeah, they're pretty good. They're they're funny. They can be very funny too. So, and apparently Billy Kay is very good in the ring. I I had no idea. No, they are good. They're good wrestlers. And then we move on to a, uh, a segment, an update from Rey Mysterio and Dominic Spencer. Uh, is Dominic about to get in the ring and uh, beat up Rollins? Probably, but I didn't listen to this because I don't give a flying piss about Rey Mysterio. <laughs> like, oh, I don't care. Hot take. Dude, like, that's I'm how I felt too at this point. Like, Stop teasing his retirement. We all know he's not going to retire right now. Yeah, like uh, so third time in like a year and a half. Like, like I get he's getting close when I see his gear and he's wearing the suspenders. Like I get it, but be that you know this is fine. This is fine. I understand. Like, it was probably a great segment, but I just don't care. I don't at the angle. I just don't believe it. Anyways, Mike, what do you think? Well, our sources tell us that this is leading to a definite Dominic versus Seth Rollins match at some point. Uh, but man, dude, I mean, like I don't feel. How- Mania, book it. Maybe, dude. Like, they could be leading to that. Like, they could build it for that long. Who knows? I don't know. I just... I don't mean to be rude to Dominic, but it's just, like... I'm not particularly enthused to see him get in a wrestling ring. Like, just because you're Remus Studios kid doesn't give you the... Like, why do you get to jump all the way right up the card and face Seth Rollins just because you're Ray's kid? Like, again, I don't mean to be rude to him. He's wrestling. Like, and I'm not a professional wrestler. What he does is... is and he's got a nice 6 nine. Like... Just like his dad's, like he executed that well against Brock. But I just don't know how I feel about that. And I'm a Spencer. I just don't feel shit about this. <laughs> what they're doing with this feel like the, the eye spot was gross with the where they where he got his eye like jammed into the uh, steel steps. Don't get me wrong, that was fucking that was freaking gross. Like that that was a powerful uh, sort of like way to get over the heel, Seth in this case. But yeah, I don't give a shit about this feud. The boys don't care about this feud. Uh, we then get to Kyrie, Kyrie Sane versus Nia Jax. Jax wins. Kyrie Sane's done. Oscar comes to chase off Jax. Nia Jax. <sighs> was this the match she hurt uh, Kyrie Sane in? That uh, no, was the match they had later on in the night as well. Uh, I'm just yeah, kidding. There's no other match. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That's that's definitely why I said, oh. Yeah, it's uh, it, she got hit with a real nasty like spot with the steel steps in the corner. Um, I don't know, like some people, like the first spot, so okay. So for anybody that's unfamiliar um, with what's going on, like recently the company uh, got, went away from the buckle bomb, like they banned the move, can't do it anymore. And a lot of people were saying it was primarily like a large reason why they banned it was because Nia Jax, because of the spot Nia Jax did on Kyrie Sane, the corner. Uh, and then, and now again, here we have another match between the two. Not long after they have that first match where Sane took a scary bop, and now 
Jax like slams Kyrie Sane into the steel steps. She was bleeding. They had to cut out the part where the medics had to come down. She was like not. She was like not with it. And this is a person that has had concussions in the past. Man, I'm freaking fired up tonight. This show is just just pissed me off tonight. I don't know. Like she's had concussion history, Kyrie Sane. So why is not Jax? I feel like the right thing to do is to drag her so aggressively by her head. Like that's one thing I really have a problem with. with yeah, she's not gentle enough with her opponents. Like you, she's just always just yanking them so aggressively, especially by the head. It's like, I know you have to do that if the pull by the hair or whatever. But you just I understand that you have another human that you're dealing with. Like be a little bit more respectful of that. I just feel like she's always just so aggressive with her hands. And what I've heard from a lot of wrestlers in the past is that they hate it when people do that. Like when they're too strong with grabbing them and doing that kind of stuff. And yeah, it just, it just rubs me the wrong way. I just, again, like for this match, I only watched this because I wanted to see the spot to see what happened. And and uh, in this case, yeah, again, I was pulling her by her hair and led her into the bottom of the steel steps. And it's just when I saw this, I'm not even I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to watch the match on the pay-per-view between Nia Jax and Asuka. I, I, I'm taking a stand here. I, this is freaking ridiculous. This has happened way too many times. There's like the fifth person, excuse me, third person that Nia Jax is injured. And like the fifth, if not more, instance of her hurting her, her opponent in the ring. She's an unsafe worker. And I'm say, on the record right now, I will not watch another Nia Jax segment ever again. Never mind. Never again. I'm done. 100% done with Nia Jax. Hot you heard take. it here first, folks. He's done with Nia Jax. Hot take Mike spitting fire tonight. He's fired up, he said. Oh, boy. I love it. Yeah, he is. Uh, then we move on to a uh, Andy Orton <laughs> talking about the greatest match ever and Asuka versus Charlotte Flair. Flair defeats Asuka via whoa, 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 whoa. count. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, well, then you do it. No, you just missed the one. You missed the twenty-four seven spot. You're gonna skip right over the twenty-four seven championship <laughs> thing that you were so oh, fired up about. Oh my goodness! Okay, uh, we'll talk about our winning. You brought it up, Ace Bondaloo. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Get mad at me for interrupting, <laughs> Captain. Under, uh, Captain, interrupt. Okay, fans. so Rob Gronkowski win <laughs> loses <laughs> to our truth. <laughs> And sorry, continue. Oh no, he's gone. He's mad at me. No, I'm still <laughs> here. I just didn't have anything else to add. Our truth <laughs> loses, wins the title. I wish that they would. <laughs> I wish they would do more than just roll ups with the twenty four seven title. Right, every single one is a roll up switch. It's it's ridiculous. It's funny as hell. The our truth stuff's getting a little old for me. Like it was funny for a while, but I'm I'm, I'm having enough of it. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I'd like to see him be doing more. Like, I was excited for Riddy Mo to get a run with it. Let's get the It's a Riddy Mo moment. And you know what else is BS about this show tonight? My oh, case Bondaloo's pissed off. Where the fuck was the Mahal Markout moment? Where was my boy, Jinder Mahal? Why does he come back for a week and then fucking go away? What happened to the hero's journey? <laughs> Yeah, where is the hero's journey off TV? Is that what's going on? Because I don't like that. <laughs> it's a solo maybe the hero's trip. journey is going to get the Singh brothers over from Canada, <laughs> bring them back to TV, and then I'm a happy boy. Yo, book that right now. Jinder Mahal storyline. The hero's that journey better to go be why. Brothers. 
He is off TV as they're just waiting for the Singh brothers. (laughs) I love that. Because I want that. That's the only thing I'd be okay, okay with. Same. If they if they plug that into TV, I'm all I'm invested. I'm watching it every week. Mahal gets the sings, a hero's journey. Book that. I'm down with that. And then we move I'm, on to uh, Bobby Lashley and MVP. Or oh, wait, are we missing the the Charlotte Flair match? Did you want to talk about that? And the Randy well, the were talking about it. The match itself was fine. I mean, like these two have wrestled so often that they have just unbelievable chemistry. And it was a solid match. And then, yeah, Jax came down. It's just dumb. Like, the whole thing didn't make any sense. I'm not even going to talk about this. Someone else take this. I don't even want to talk about Nia Jax. He's, not, he's done with Nia Jax. Uh, so Nia Jax came down with uh, some face paint on. And uh, that was uh, about it. She, she looked it at everybody Oscar. and it was Oscar paint. And uh, so she had some Oscar paint on, and that was just about it. So bada-boom, bada-boom, bada I don't know. I don't really care about that. I don't want to spend time talking about that. I feel like we spend too much time talking about things we can just glance over. It's my fault. Um, my bad. <laughs> it's uh, super important for Orton to beat Edge because he's going to get rid of the, the disappointment of WrestleMania 36. Anyways. Drew McIntyre versus MVP. MVP's gear was looking great tonight. Drew McIntyre was looking great tonight. The show had a weird ending that he'd Spencer off. <laughs> well, it was just weird. All he, all he did, it was like Drew McIntyre was in Bobby Lashley's um, full Nelson, and then they were just like, he... Uh, What's his name from the commentary group? I just I'm blank on his name right now. Just yelled that out, and then it went to the next show. I was like, "What? That was it?" It was very sudden, I guess. And that was it. What was what was the next show that they were hyping up so much? I don't know something about the murder of some person by his wife, but the guy was actually framing his wife and. Committed her to a mental institution. I don't know. They advertised it multiple times on, on whatever American network it was, along with Frank. Oh, for Thomas. a second, I was like, "Is this Two Five Live?" I got to start watching. Um, it's not Two Five Live. So, what did you guys think of Raw? I know Mike likes uh, the Claymore kick. He's a big fan of that finisher. Hey, you like the Claymore? Yeah, dude, love that finisher. It's awesome. It's, a good it's easy to sell too. Um. Well, do you want to do your clapper, crapper, knee slapper for Raw and SmackDown? Yeah, let's do it. All right, here's the clapper. The one segment you enjoyed tonight or from Friday night, Spencer, would you like to go first? Uh, No, I would not. The clapper. Yeah, I'll go first for sure. I, because uh, I love most of what's going on right now, SmackDown, and my clapper is going to for this week is going to be the match between Sonya Deville and Lacey Evans. Uh, they're setting up a program. It looks like between those two now they've finished with uh, Deville and Mandy Rose. With Deville getting the full momentum from that with two straight wins, uh, two straight pin victories, pinfall wins. Well, one was a pinfall and one was a roll up. Um, uh, but yeah, the match with Sonya Deville was uh, with Lacey Evans was good. Uh, they've teased a, a feud with them because it went to a double. Uh, count out and yeah it was an enjoyable 
piece of television. I like the women's division on SmackDown. Big thumbs up. They've got a lot of uh, depth there. With you, know, you, There's other feuds that can happen that aren't just for the title. Uh, some sub-feuds there with Lacey Evans, Sonya Deville. You can do stuff with Mandy. Uh, there's just, yeah, just a lot of depth. Big fan and like what they're doing. Yeah, my clapper is Matt Riddle uh, being announced to go to SmackDown. I can't wait to see him and all the possible matchups with AJ Styles going over there as well. Matt Riddle working with the New Day. Like, all these open doors is very exciting to me. So that was my clapper between the two shows as well. Spencer, you probably agree. What, what was your clapper? Well, uh, since I can't really have the same clapper as you, um, I'm just – gonna go with r-truth winning the 24 7 championship just because a title changed and we finally had something happen with the 24 7 i don't care what happened it's something what happened. was your favorite moment of gronk's reign you guys <laughs> his awful it, last week when it ended <laughs> i'm gonna tweet that out from the account your favorite moment of gronk's reign that's a good idea uh, let's move on to the crapper. The one thing in wrestling you didn't like this week. The crapper. Mike, you can start. Yeah, for sure. I mean, my crapper, without even thinking about it, is Nia Jax. Get her off my television. She's an unsafe worker. Cancel Nia Jax. Yeah, the boy is not a fan. Woo. Fired up about uh, it tonight. I like it. My crapper was Angel Garza losing after beating Kevin Owens the other day. Well, the other week, really wanted to see that momentum continue to build, and then they had to stiff him with an L. I'm like, stop it. Just rocket strap him to the moon, baby. He's on the Raw banner right now on WWE.com. The guy is money. This is true. We, we all know this. Everyone knows this. Uh, what was your crapper? Crapper. Uh, probably all the fuckery with the Intercontinental title tournament. Um, I know I didn't see all of it, but just to have such a confusing, sudden thing, just to make it so that it would be Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles again for, for it. Like, that's really, I think, what they wanted to get to this whole time. But they had to make it a weird way so that AJ could be the heel being like, oh, I'm just gonna go and win it. We already had someone reply. <laughs> Did the Gronk tweet? <laughs> and they agree. Wow. Wow. They agree with Mike. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Anyway, there you go. Um, I, I, yeah. So I guess it moves on to our Mike. You gave your crapper. Spencer gave his crapper. I gave my crapper, gentlemen, right? Yes, we did. I, th- I think and so. We are moving on to the knee slapper. <laughs> the knee slapper. The one thing in wrestling we found hilarious, and I will start. It was when I tweeted out that Seth Rollins was Broccoli <laughs> Seth Rollins, or Seth Broccoli Seth, even though no one else found it funny. And I put <laughs> it on the Instagram account as well. I remember that now, too. And nobody cared, but I'm going to stick to my guns on it. Broccoli Seth is funny. The end. Mike, what was your knee slapper? Uh, I almost made this my crapper, but I wanted to get both of them in there. So Apollo Crews uh, pre-match promo. Just, yeah, embarrassingly funny. Just not good at all. Harsh but fair. Harsh but fair. Uh, Okay, I'll go with my knee slapper. Um, I'll go with uh, the Angel Guards of Zelina Vega um, 
interview in at the beginning of Raw tonight. Uh, um, Angel was awesome, but uh, my my slapper specifically goes to the part where he gives Charlie Caruso a rose and then walks away, and then Zelina Vega takes the rose and breaks it in half, and then throw and gives her back the broken stem and walks away because like Zelina Vega has to be bad. I was like, that's really funny. <laughs> He's the best. I love him. I love everything he does. I wish they would have not changed his theme music, though. I thought his old music was better. But yeah, I'm with you guys. Huge fan. Mike, did you buy the shirt? Uh, not yet, dude, but I will. I almost want it, but I don't really want it. I don't know if it's a shirt I would wear. I, I love roses, so I'm going to get it for sure, because I'm a huge fan of anything that has roses on it. You loved Adam Rose, hey? You were a rose bud. <laughs> Sir Rose, bud. <laughs> oh man, actually, I wasn't. That would be the one rose I wasn't a fan of. I didn't like any of that. I liked him. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He was wasn't like for a better me. No way, Jose. I thought. Anyways, I liked it because <laughs> I just didn't like it because he used to be Leo Kruger. I just thought it was a better gimmick than Adam Rose. His his theme song was hype. I think we used it as an entrance song once. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to social media shoutouts for the raw portion of the evening. Social media shoutouts. Um, I have one I'd like to start it off with. It was my question. Has Austin Theory's debut felt like extremely flat with every single thing he does to anyone else? And at Atalhang underscore M-N-I-S-I I-G A-T-L dot star said, he looks confused outside the ring. And, Mike, that's kind of what you're talking about. Him and Murphy looks very confused outside the ring. It's like, what are they doing with them? I don't even like how Murphy's being treated now at this point. Well, it's just – there's a difference between – like, this is one thing that I think people need to remember about this. There's a difference between being the head of a group and building up the other members, like the inner circle, for example, is doing with Jericho. And, and I don't mean to make an AEW comparison here. It's just the first thing that came to my mind. Um, and then there's what Seth is doing right now. And I, I, you it could feels say like with, rated RKO. You, you could say with, this is the same thing that's going on with Mr. Brody and, and, and AEW too anyway. It's just that the leader is being built up. But the people in the group aren't exactly being like, put on a positive pedestal. It's, it's more so about the leader. And there's not much development going on with the other people inside the stable. Because like... I don't know, like they're both guys that have potential if you gave them the chance to like talk on the mic more or like do more stuff. But this tonight was not the way to do it. That's why I was annoyed about those stupid camera angles they had. Just showing their backs. Like, what is that doing? It's not progressing anything about the character. It's just them watching the match. It's like, it's like me. I'm watching the match too. Am I now a member of the Monday Night Messiah's discipleship? No, I'm not. Who's to say? You could be in the Dark Order as well. Um, I have a thing for you guys, another social media shout out, and it comes from earlier in the week. It was on Sunday. I tweeted out Ace Bondaloo's Sunday purchase. It was a picture of, uh, the Grape Royale four pack of pre-rolls I bought and Shreve, if I said his name correctly, his, uh, Twitter handle is his name backwards, S-H-R-I-Y-U-T. That's the correct way to spell it. It's his name backwards. He said, there's nothing available in Northern Ireland, Ireland. Not going to say I'm going crazy, but I may be reaching a new psychotic level. And I was like, well, he's going to have to come to Canada, I guess. I don't know. But could you imagine not having Crun at this time? No, dude. For sure, too. And if I'm saying his name correctly, like, I, we feel for your brother. For sure. 
Ashrut, if we're really fucking your name up, sorry, uh, let us know. Uh, shoot us a DM and tell us how to pronounce your name properly if we're fucking it up. Yeah, we uh, probably are. Yeah, we do it all the time. Appreciate your interaction, man. Been been nice to talk to you lately. Always nice to chat with some Crandall maniacs and help each other get through these tough times. Yeah, it's definitely been growing. It's been one of those times where I've been like, oh, look at it. We just had a huge influx of people messaging us and growing again. So it's exciting. Yes, Share the podcast, you know. If you've listened, just tweet it out. We'll retweet it. We'll be stoked. You'll be a Crandall maniac. Maybe we'll send you something in the mail. Maybe we'll get some figure prizes. I have no idea what we would do. Maybe we'll get a sponsor. Who's to say? Things are opening up. They're all coming up Crundle Mania. Does anyone have any other social media shout-outs they want to pump out there? I think it was kind of quiet tonight. I think there's like other things on people's mind, understandably. Uh, okay, well, so... one, one more then, I guess. So we don't just do nothing. So we do at least three. I got one. Are you ready? What? What was the greatest Sunday night heat match of all time? Feel oh, yeah. free to continue to tweet this at us. But uh, Robert at RBNEI1021 said, Perry Saturn versus Triple H. I don't recall that Sunday Night Heat match. Was it really that fire, Mike? Do you remember it? Uh, all I'm going to say is Perry Saturn is an absolute baller, man. He was given the short end of the stick in the WWE. Yeah, it was a good match. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It was definitely good. And uh, Chibi Renji Lover said, Nidia versus Gail Kim. Some great okay. Sunday Night Heat matches for you. I could get on board out. with that. I haven't seen that one. I could get on board with that for sure. Um, do you guys want to uh, talk about what you had tonight? My mouth oh, is uh, so dry. Should I? Uh, my mouth is so dry, gentlemen. I'm sorry to hear that, Ace Bondaloo. See, I'm knocking things over. My mouth is so dry. <sighs> oh, sorry. I have one more social media shout out as well. Um, okay, we one have- more social media shout out. We had Mike Robb getting at us, newer, uh, newer Crundle Maniac. Uh, he responded to uh, a tweet put out about Randy Orton, mentioning that he's been watching the WWE Network. And he, Mike Robb38, said, Randy is a smooth talker. Hashtag WWE Raw. <laughs> well, let's get into what we had this evening. Uh, Mike, uh, let's let Spencer hop into it because Spencer, hop into it. What I had tonight, <clears throat> oh my god, sorry, I'm, uh, yeah, I should tell you what I had, because I am flying high right now, I had uh, a pre-roll joint, um, I had about half a one gram of it, it was, uh, it's Riff Raider Kush, came in about 23%, um, I had some bong grips earlier tonight of something of, uh, of a different brand, but uh, this Raider Kush one, I usually finish all my joints in one, Um not, uh, not all the time with the one grams, but uh, quite often, and I could not with this one. I lit it mid-pod and was like, whew, I need a break. So yeah, Riff Raider Kush. Very, very good. I had a Kanika Alien Dog just in a roll of my own, and it's fine, 16%. Gets the job done. There was a couple times where I was pretty crunned up, and I had a couple Michelob Ultra during the pod. Two, this is number two. My mouth was too dry to continue on without one. I heard you crack that brewski. Good stuff. I had to. It's never too late to crack a beer in the pod. How much time we got left? You want the listeners to like go for another five? What else you guys got, Mike? What did you have tonight? I don't remember the name of the brand because my memory sucks and I don't have it on me. Uh, but uh, I had a Mars bar, like I had an edible in the form of a Mars bar, fifty milligrams. 
and it was good. I'm still feeling it a bit, and um, I'm enjoying that nice little head high, nice little busky. And yeah, good good stuff tonight. Spencer and I will try to get on those uh, punishment matches soon because I know on Friday we've got in your house predictions coming up. We'll also give a SmackDown review as well. It'll be a bonus episode because in your house is a Sunday, gentlemen. Holy shit, I didn't even realize. And then after that, we get to see the greatest wrestling match ever the following Sunday. Oh, boy. I'm pumped for the well, show to the, this weekend. In your house? That's a, it, it's a stacked card, man. It's going to be a good time. It's looking juicy. Looking real juicy. <laughs> that was an odd way to finish. You guys want to wrap it up? Yes, before we this go This has off. been... Oh, never mind. Before we go, it's the fall. We keep fucking with you. We're still here. Let's kick it another 20. Let's go. I'm sorry. I just had, I feel like an ass. I don't want to leave anybody out of these social media shoutouts. Michael Holt directly mentioned us in terms of a social media shoutout. Given us specifically... Yeah, a shout-out. Appreciate that. Appreciated that a lot. Other than that, nothing else to say. Hope everybody is having a good start to the week. And above everything else, I just want to remind everybody to love one another. Let's all love one another. No hate. All love. Because we all come from different walks of life and circumstances. And it's important to understand and be compassionate to others. That's my... All I want to say, one love, everybody.